I'm here in Crescent College Limerick and I'm joined by the three students who are now in fifth year who won a prize at the Young Scientist Competition up in Dublin. Uh, the title of it is Asking the Future About the Present, the Statistics of Cognitive Conflict in Relation to Refugees in Ireland. Donahue, you're going to have to explain that because I'm lost already. What we wanted to do was to see if people, including secondary school students, college students and adults, had any bias in their moral decision making for or against refugees and migrants. So how did you go about doing that then? We developed two sets of questionnaires, a control questionnaire and an experimental questionnaire, and had 10 moral dilemmas on each and would grade the people's answers based on how empathetic they were and compare the mean answers of the two questionnaires. In very simple terms, give me one example of the moral dilemma and how it worked and who you sent it to. Okay, so one of the moral dilemmas we used was, as the coach of a school sports team, you are one person short for a big match. There are two volunteers from the school. And on the control questionnaire, one is the local student who has never played with the sport before, while the other is a recently arrived Irish student who claims to be good at the sport. Well, on the experimental one, you still have a local student, but instead of a recently arrived Irish child, you have a recently arrived migrant child. And we wanted to see if people were more likely to favour the migrant child or more likely to favour the local child. So there were two surveys. The scenarios were the same, mm, they, but there was, a, um, there was always a migrant child in one of the surveys. Yeah, the dilemmas themselves were identical, except for the fact that one of the people in need or the person in need was changed to be a migrant on the experimental questionnaire. So... Who did you send the experiments to? Or who did you do it with? Well, we got what 1,418 participants in the end, and we got secondary school students from Jesuit schools across the country, as well as some other schools in Limerick, college students from UL, UCD, UCC, and LIT, and adults from workplace across Limerick. So they were given the service. Did they know there were two different surveys? They weren't supposed to. We had given instructions to tell them that, though, you know, they can't always be exactly followed, though we hope they were. Results then, what were you expecting to find and what did you find? Or were you expecting to find anything? Yeah, well, we actually did this a similar project uh, to this one last year. And we actually, our main findings were actually the opposite of what we found last year. Last year we found that there was a bias against the refugees. But this year we found that there was a bias for them. People were more likely to answer empathetically in the refugee questionnaire when compared to the control questionnaire, which we found quite strange. But then we also looked at separate different factors of the participants, such as gender. And we found that overall females were more likely to favor the person in need in the question than males were, which was expected because loads of research has been done on that. Then we also looked at the different age groups. As Annika said, there was adolescence, which was split into second and fifth years. And then there was young adults in college and adults. And we found that Of the four age groups, the fifth years were the least likely to help the person in need, while the adults were the most likely, and that formed a sort of curve in our graph, which is very interesting, and it lines up with Kohlberg's uh, stages of moral development. So the fifth years were younger and maybe more self-centred, is that it, Thomas? Yeah. Was that across the board? You went to Jesuit schools and other schools? Yeah. Uh, was that across fee paying and not? And had you enough to compare? Yeah. Then we also we also actually looked at public versus private schools and single sex versus coeducational schools as well, because uh, we had a representative sample. So when we compared single sex versus coeducational schools, we found that students from the single sex schools were more likely to favor the person in need in the questionnaires when compared to the students in the coeducational schools. And then the same with private and public, we found that students in private schools were more likely to favor the person in need than 
than the public school students were. Now, there's the analysis coming out. Did you find out why? Was that part of it? Is that you, Jack? It is. It's uh, my specialty of the project. When we looked at the results, obviously we wanted to find out why did we get these results. And since we went into this project with an idea of the morality aspect of it, we already were thinking about sociology. So this number of results Thomas gave, I'll go through two of them. One is the positive bias towards refugees. Now, as we, we said last year, we only asked secondary school students and it was negative overall. And then we factored in college students and adults and it became more positive. And when we looked at that, we looked at, say, well, where does this come from? Because second years were relatively favourable to them and then it spikes to the least favourable in fifth years and then it goes down once again. So there's no simple answer to that. So when we looked at Kohlberg's theory, which is you develop morally in stages, and there are six stages that can be grouped in one and two, uh, three and four and five and six. So the first two are basically you do what you're told because you're told and you don't want to get in trouble. So we believe that second years in that one do this because they're just told to do it. They don't have any thinking on it. Then the third and fourth one, they start to think for themselves. And in the case of refugees, this isn't a big topic for them. If you asked how many people watch the news, it'd be very low figures. And then once you get to the fifth and sixth one, it's more so you relearn this compassion again for yourself. So what we see in the second years, they're just doing this because they're told. And then the fifth years, they're discarding all the ideas they've been told. And this is just one of them. But then we see in college students and adults, they relearn it for themselves with their own thinking. And we thought that was a very good, I suppose, proof of Kohlberg's theory that you can see it over it. And the second one is the positive bias towards refugees themselves. When we looked at it, we realised that one of the main, I suppose you could say, slight faults of our project, we didn't ask refugees. Now, of course, there's a very low number of refugees coming from Syria. Actually, in Ireland, it's only about 11,000. So there's very little integration or interaction with people and refugees. In fact, in Nakhlesheen, the Refugee Direct Provision Centre, it's very much they're kept on site. So when we looked at it, we said, OK, so... We have this persona, when we first started our last year project, we came up to refugees because we saw it on the news. That was our exposure to it. And when we saw it on the news, we saw this plight, these number of people in badly made crafts drowning in the Mediterranean. And of course, this was highlighted more. But now the news has shifted more towards the problems of integration, as we've seen in Sweden and Germany. And from this, the overall theme is that we are feeling sympathy for them because they are in a desperate situation. And because of that, we feel as human empathy towards them. But the crucial thing is that we aren't impacted by any of these problems. We can give them our sympathy, but we don't have to deal with the actual day-to-day issues. And we think that's kind of given us a slight naive sense of compassion towards them, that it's not so much that it's a bad thing, but it's that we haven't had to deal with other countries who have them with. The more so administers of practical problems, and that's why we think we have the positive bias. Well, that's very interesting. Interesting too, then, is the fact that the females the, the, in the gender breakdown were more sympathetic to the refugees as well. So did you look at that, Jack? I mean, and, and, and has Kohlberg anything to say to that in terms of gender uh, issues? Are women, are we just kinder? Well, Kohlberg's theory hasn't too much relevance towards the genders, but we think there is theories that males are more rule-orientated and justice-orientated. And in our questionnaire, there was, say, one of them where a student has been uh, sick recently and in the school there's an examination of continuous assessment and they're sick and they couldn't study for this one and if they don't do well in this one they don't do in college now I'm reading in between the lines for it it's much shorter and in this it says 
they've cheated and you find out, do you tell a teacher about this? Now, looking at that thing, the male would say, yeah, they broke a rule. Simple as that. But I suppose females had that slight more advanced morality at the same ages that they say, well, look, she broke a rule, but is it wrong? You know, this one little thing, does the end justify the means? And with females, I'd say it's probably societal or those things, but there's no way to, I suppose, summarise it in a minute or two. Grainne Delaney, you're the chaplain here and you were with the boys on this project. The sample that they took, obviously it was a serious sample and a serious project for the judges because I'm sure they, they would have been quite picky about does this stand up or is this just a random survey? Yeah, the interview with the judges is very challenging. So you can see that the boys are very impressive and they have a great wide knowledge that really isn't represented in just the summary of the survey. So it meant then that when the judges spoke to them in the, in the competition part of it, that no matter what loophole the judge tried to investigate or avenue went that she tried to go down, that the boys were well able to respond and, and she just felt by the end of it, this is really valid research. They just had their knowledge they had done the work and was very obvious and they won for that reason I would imagine. For any of you what was your motivation in doing this actual study? Thomas? Yeah well we first started we, we were really interested in social sciences and we started looking at fields of psychology and morality so it kind of started like that but then we saw that the refugee crisis was a huge topical issue on the news at this same time so we kind of m- mixed the two together to make the final project. We also did a supporting study in which we looked at how teachers felt about the issue of how the Irish education system was equipped to handle the growing number of international students and different cultures in the classroom. So we gave out a different kind of questionnaire to them in which instead of ticking yes or no boxes, they could write in an answer. We didn't get nearly as large sample sizes beforehand because of various issues with schools and teachers simply not filling them in. Was this around Ireland? Uh, We gave them out to teachers in Jesuit schools, the schools that were taking part in the project. So in the end, the results were the majority of teachers said they felt no major change needs to be made. They also did suggest something we found interesting in that they give more seats to migrant or refugee students, which implies those classrooms don't have a lot of migrants and refugee students, and thus their opinions may not be as worthy as they would otherwise. And what we did consider as a suggestion for how we could improve the project as well was to actually look at... Sure, People can say whatever they want on paper, but would they actually do the same thing in real life? And to explore that difference would be interesting through actual scenarios. And you yourself, you have just a very, very slight accent. You, your parents are Portuguese and you're Portuguese yourself. And you came here when you were nine. Did you experience, obviously you were not a refugee, but you were somebody from another country. Did you experience any discrimination yourself or was that a factor at all for you in being interested in the stranger coming to another place? Well, I did have that familiarity with that because I didn't know any English when I came here either. But um, no, I didn't find any discrimination or anything. I did struggle to learn the language as anyone would to be surrounded by people that don't speak the same language as you. But I also went to a really integrational primary school, I think, because we have over 30 different nationalities going to the same school. So it's something that was really common in that primary school. So maybe it was just for me, but I don't think I, I, I didn't experience any discrimination or anything. Now, in terms of refugees, you're right here beside the Jesuit Refugee Service and you're obviously a Jesuit school. Have any of you got involved with that or were you aware of their work? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we have a social placement 
um, scheme going on in the school and with the Jesuit schools. And I myself have gone to the Nakhlashin Provision Center and got to experience what their lives there are like. And it was really eye-opening after doing all that research to actually exp- like see what those people are going through. It just really added to the whole project and the whole experience. And it was, it was really interesting. And we got to meet Father Asawash um, when he came to the school as well. Father Asawash is Father General's Regional Director for Western Europe. So he was on a visitation of Ireland and just getting a sense that when he's at meetings and he's representing Jesuit schools in Europe, what can he say about Ireland? We'd love to hear there'd be the allocation of personnel, of course, with the decline in Jesuits in our schools on the ground. But nevertheless, to have somebody at that level to come to the school and hear what it is that's happening in the day to day was very powerful for us. Any of you for this one, doing that survey, finding those results, how did it impact personally on any one of you? We felt it kind of like changed our view a bit. We thought that there'd be a more negative view towards refugees in Ireland. So seeing this, it kind of made us a bit more positive about the future they could have here coming here. I mean, we're a bit of a nation of immigrants ourselves, so it's good to see we're being welcoming. Just to say that the work ethic of these boys has been incredible. And uh, and I think they've really broadened the whole young scientist idea that not all scientists wear white coats. And so you don't have to be in a lab to be experimenting scientifically. The social sciences are very strong at this project. And that might help other students who would have ideas around it and not really realise how broad it can be. But the work ethic of the lads alone when they approached this was really to take it outside of the school and work in their own time because, as you know, they, they drive for the academics is so strong and they're under pressure for their leaving cert, their fifth years, and a lot of people who enter young scientists might be in TY and have more free time. So there was an extra pressure on these lads on a Sunday afternoon meeting and gathering. And really the school support was in an administrative role, that, but really the credit is to these boys and and the time that they took out for that. And I'm sure even just learning to work with each other, the frustration of timelines, people not returning surveys. I'm sure there are bundles of their surveys sitting in offices of all around the place. And just that whole experience of when you're trying to get something done and it is your priority to get it into the mindset of other people to work with you. And despite all of the setbacks and the frustrations around that, that they did so well and came out on top. Absolutely, because you're now facing into your leaving cert, isn't that right? And I'm sure the teachers were wondering, where are you if you're not in school? Were your parents supportive as well? Oh, yeah, of course they were. I mean, Thomas's mother, Maria, was a massive, massive help in getting us to work with the colleges and stuff through her own position of work as a psychologist. And would you meet regularly then and, and collate the results? I mean, it must have taken an awful lot of your time. Yeah, uh, it was just a lot of times it felt like having school six days a week because we actually met on either Saturdays or Sundays, mostly Sundays, to work on the project. And we, our entire afternoons were spent on that. We'd be over at one of our houses and typing away or just sorting any loose ends out. And yeah, it, it was a lot of work. And it's great to see that two years of Sundays just meetings have finally worked out and a great support was our teacher miss emma lynch who was the designated teacher for this who helped us now unfortunately for miss lynch she's a biology teacher so she was a bit out of her depth in this exact project but in any way she could have made up for it, she certainly did she sent us all the right emails she kept us in contact she kept us going and definitely made us keep an eye on the deadlines now i'm looking here at your medals first in the group talk me through now the awards 
Uh, so Don't the awards we got were the first for the social behavioral science senior group category. Yeah. So that was a quite a quite a major award, and we also got an award for Trinity for a project that raised awareness as our, of our role as global citizens. Excellent. And then this is the... That's the plaque for Trinity. It's a plaque for Trinity. Well, that's lovely as well. Yeah. I mean, we almost weren't expecting it. They called out third and second first. So when they called out third and second, we weren't called up. We never imagined we'd win first place. <laughs> the lads have now realised that there are, there are other places this can go. It doesn't have to stop here. But one of the really interesting things for them was when the justice officer for the Jesuits heard about what they were doing. So his name is Chris Veckage and Chris had to make a presentation to the boards of management of the five Jesuit secondary schools in Ireland and he had quite a task considering that he had to convince management in those schools of the importance of the, the global citizen and the justice approach to not just the subjects in the school but also the way the schools were being managed and he took the lads with him to that meeting and they gave a presentation and I'm sure he, they did half his work for him in doing that. <laughs> at the, boards, the boards were welcoming these lads and the research that they had done and they hadn't won at that stage at all so they were really in the the middle of their work and they were being grabbed already to take that attention elsewhere and to let other people see that indeed it's not just a survey that this is really a core thing and for Jesuit schools it's the direction of what we're doing. So finally any of you will this influence where you're going in the future in terms of your leaving Crescent and going on into third level? I'm actually hoping to go and uh, study genetics. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in the sciences. And what, the aspect of this project that really appeals to me is the morality. You know, what, what makes people do what they do? What makes people be themselves? Uh, so that would be kind of my hopes for the future. I don't have anything as concrete as Thomas, but I do think it'll make me kind of a more aware person of such facts in future when I'm picking my future job. And Jack, what final word to you? I think that I would probably stretch more into the, much to the dismay of the scientific community, into the more economics or historical side of it. But I definitely think the experience from doing this and the knowledge gained from it, you can take with you wherever you go.